Please note, the opinions and perspectives expressed on the following show are solely those of the host and their guest. These opinions and views do not reflect Ruckus Avenue Radio or Dash Radio. Listener discretion is advised. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. Much love to everyone who's tuning in from wherever you are in the world. Okay, so Jaya, as always, I've been doing a bit of thinking and um, I think it's like insane. You know when you think about Indian culture and what how we're brought up and like we're kind of brought up to just, you know, be like studying all the time and being told to focus on your studies and then one day it's like, oh, okay, you should be getting married now. And it's yeah. kind of, isn't it? It's wild though. It's like there's this expectation that we should like then we've worked so hard to get our careers in check and then all of a sudden it's like okay now you kind of have to give that up to look after your husbands make those round rotis and like raise this family and it's actually wild and annoyed when you think about it because like obviously it's not the case for everyone out there because not all men out there are like mommy's boys but like imagine our parents generation like what do you reckon it's crazy right well you know me how I feel about these things it's like I feel like in back in the day, I've not been back in the day because it's still prominent now, but it was mm-hmm. so much like you'd raise your daughter for bragging points. So yeah. like she looks slim, good hair. She, you know, she's a doctor. She's got a mm-hmm. great job. And all of these things are to brag to other mums and then to compare daughters. That's you know, true, it's, actually. It's something we need to grow out of. Like it is 2020 people like, come on. And it does irritate me because I just feel like, as I said, I've said this in so many shows, mm-hmm. women, if you're Asian, you're raised to be a good wife, mm-hmm. to study, to be smart. And that's how you're trained. Whereas in boys, it's like, do what you want. And you mm-hmm. know, when he gets married, oh, it's Sudri which means like, he'll get, you know, he'll calm down and he'll, he'll learn how to be a better man because his yeah. wife will teach uh, excuse me that's not my job that's your mum's job first of all so I just think it's just a back dated way of being and we need to move forward yeah definitely it's wild actually like why are boys taught why can't they be taught how to make round rotis you know I don't, they need the bloody help Matt. I'm telling you yeah. Asian boys the bloody problem we're fine we've got our shit together you lot are, you don't know how to, you know I've met Asian boys like 35 your mum's still washing your clothes what is this like what? are you joking yeah 35 yeah. 35 babes, 35 ain't even that bad. I know people are 45, 50, well, they're about 50, I'm pushing it laundry round. Yeah, because Asian women love spoiling Asian boys. Don't oh you my know God. that? You not have brothers? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you guess well. <laughs> In it, they're literally raised like kings. So yeah. start focusing on telling us what to do and focus on these boys who are trash and they need to get their life together and learn how to wash coloured clothes and how to... <laughs> <laughs> wash white clothes like I literally asked my brother I'm like how do you wash coloured clothes you don't have a clue because my mum does everything for him oh colour catchers he needs to get on the oh my god oh jeez it is wild though but you know what I reckon this is why we basically need more kick-ass Indian women out there like in the public going against this stupid perception that we all just have to put our careers on the back burner once we get married like we need to we need to also all be like vocal about it like and the men also need to be vocal about how they're going to support their wives in their careers and they're going to help raise a family. Like marriage should be about equality. You know, we all need to Treat do Nira. Yeah, we do all need to do our part to change it. It can't just be, you know, it can't just be us two doing it. Everyone needs to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? 
Today's guest is super inspiring and you know we love a kick-ass Indian woman that's making waves so we had to have her on our show. Yes, we love to see our brown sisters do big things. She's the founder of the clothing brand Forever Unique and star of ITV's reality TV show Real Housewives of Cheshire. Yes, we have with us the very sexy, very beautiful Seema Mahotra. Welcome to our madhouse, Seema. How are you? Hi, girls. Can I just say that is like the nicest intro. Loving it. It (laughs) It's true. Super glam. It's fitting. It's fitting for you. There's no lies. We're just telling you what we see. So um, made a fifty-year-old woman feel very glam, very sexy. Yeah, keep it coming. Because obviously people can't see you right now, but if anyone knows how glam Seema is looking, she doesn't even... Oh my God, she's giving me like... I I seriously think you girls need my glasses because this hair is just wash and go. I've I've literally done nothing and yeah, I've been running around because I've been filming this morning. So literally, yeah. What have you been filming for? So the housewives... So we've been, we're back filming um, series 12 and yeah. I can't believe you guys are on series 12. I know it's crazy and it's, it's crazy because obviously we're all, you know, it's a crazy time at the moment, you know, with Mm COVID-19 and we've got all these restrictions. So it's weird when we're filming because, you know, we can't be close to our, you know, uh, other cast members mm. it's so weird the whole situation at the moment but oh, we're still there we're watch. still filming I love that well, the people, yeah the people definitely like this is all I've been doing in lockdown is watching reality tv because yeah. you need something to kind of like who wants to go, go on the news and just ah. every day I don't do you know what it's such a release I need a bit of fun drama so you you guys are doing your part for quarantine I hope so do you know what so many people have said to me it's been great just to switch off you know it is worrying times and I think Mm -hmm. just to put something on it's light-hearted it's fun Mm -hmm. and hopefully we just make a lot of people you know smile and um yeah I just think it's difficult at the moment so a bit of fun that's what we need yeah definitely on that then because obviously you know so many people are like a woman can't have it all like you can't have your family balance and then your career whilst you're the epitome of having it all like obviously you've got your business clothing brand and then you're filming for real housewives of cheshire and raising a family like how do you yeah time how do you do looking like this while she's yeah (laughs) please tell us like i struggle with my two cats like literally i'm like i don't know like I'm literally, I, think, I see people like you that are just like Wonder Woman and I'm like, teach me, teach me how I you don't do think it. I'm Wonder Woman. I think it's what all women are literally trying to do out there. You know, we've all got roles and you have goals in life. So, you know, for me, it's just literally, you've got to get a balance. Mm. I'm very lucky. I have surrounded myself with, I've got great friends, great family. Mm. So, you know, when my, I mean, my kids are 24 and 21 now, but when they were younger, you know, it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I used to travel, you know, well, I still do, but um, to China, to India, you know, to to do all my production for Forever Unique. Mm -hmm. But you do, you find ways and means, and I think it's just getting a balance. So, just a good support system around you and you know don't forget about yourself as well making time for you you know I want to still be a good mom I still you know 
you know what our Asian values are like you yeah. know it's like oh my god are you really going to work you're going to yeah. leave the children I was like yeah why not mm. you know just just because you know I've, I've got kids life doesn't stop so mm-hmm. there is ways and means I just think you've just got to balance it all out do you find yeah. your husband's really supportive then as well does that help Quite my a- husband is so supportive and if he wasn't I never would have married the guy <laughs> that was like the first thing I said to him is you know I want to work I want to have a career I've not worked so hard just to give that hope you know give it mm-hmm. up I don't want to just sit in a kitchen making rutties and <laughs> you know cooking 24 7 I don't mind I'll do it yeah. and I love to cook yeah I, I want to have a I'm ambitious I've worked hard so and he was literally like are you joking me I want a woman that's ambitious okay yeah. you know I think it's our generation that you know we've got to make a difference mm-hmm. so yeah I'm I'm very blessed in that way that's so amazing and it's so you're so right it's so important to not lose your identity like as much as you're a mother you're a wife it's like you have a purpose and things that you want to do for yourself and it's like I always you know had that fear in my Mm. life it's like if I get into a relationship or if I become a mom or a wife it's like you know the idea of forgetting yourself or losing yourself and then being like 67 thinking oh my god I should have done this I should have done that so it's such an important thing that you're basically you know putting out there and it's going to inspire other women to to remember that I think so because I own outside of you know being a wife and playing Mm. other roles so that's really really cool to hear from somebody like yourself that you're kind of you know I think that's why we love you so much on the show it's because you're just so different from anything that you would expect you're so straight talking you're a businesswoman and you like you make no apologies for who you are and that's really what we want to promote yeah because you know when we look at media we always see this one kind of typical stereotypical version of a female Indian female Mm. whether she's like working in the post office or like you know Mm. she's just in the kitchen in her sari making roti as you said and like we're not like that and as much as it's clear that you embrace your culture you're so proud of where you're from it doesn't mean that you know things don't have to change and we have to kind of be more open-minded as to what an Asian woman stands for so you know we're just so happy that you have this platform that you're presenting us in that kick-ass way because we (laughs) need it girl we absolutely need it so thank you so much oh well I'm glad and that's probably one of the main reasons you know when I look back I wanted to do this show Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, you know, if I can inspire, you know, women out there, other young girls out there that don't be afraid, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not bad just because we want to work, you know, and I'm not just saying being an Asian woman, I think women in general, you know, mm-hmm. we should all work. If we want to work, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, so d- just don't be afraid, just get out and do it. Amen. Could you have given us like really good as representation as a whole, like you are this like perfect representation of us because you've kind of gone against what we usually see. And then even though you're open about the fact that you've had an arranged marriage as well, but it's, yeah. you know, there is quite, tends to be quite a lot of negative light against arranged marriages. Like I think people mistake it for being quite a forced marriage. Whilst obviously you and Sundeep, you're like, he obviously is supportive of your career and stuff. And I've read interviews of you in the past and you've said that. Yeah. quite interesting. Like, were you were you ever apprehensive when you decide you know when you were going to go have an arranged marriage or when you yeah like, oh no definitely like, because yeah because I think 
you know, obviously growing up, I'm a British Asian. I was born yeah. here. So all my friends had relationships, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, they got to know their partner. But obviously mm -hmm. I was introduced to my husband. And I think that's the big difference because I think people think an arranged marriage, oh my God, she's never met the guy. She's only yeah. met him twice. No, it was really different. My parents kind of introduced me to um, Sameep and... You know, we went out for some time and if he was, mm -hmm. I had a choice. That's the difference. It wasn't, yeah. this is the guy you're going to marry. Because I, I just could never have done that. It yeah. just, I didn't understand it. You know, I was, I've been born in this country. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very proud to be British Asian. Yeah. So, you know, I had sort of very clear, um, you know, lines with my parents where I was like, look, I'm really happy to meet the guy. But, you know, if, if it, there's no connection... You know, there's no way. And my parents were, you know, they were quite open-minded like that and they would never have forced me. So, yeah. and I think, you know, as soon as I met Sandeep, I think the big thing for me was he was so ambitious, mm -hmm. more so for me. Okay. He was like, I want a woman that's, you know, got drive, you know, she wants to be ambitious. You know, he, he's like, you know, yeah, we'll have kids, but God, go to work, you know, mm -hmm. go and do whatever you want to do. So when... When I met him and, you know, and I just felt like, oh my God, this guy literally, he's ambitious, he's creative, he's passionate, you know, we're going to go places. I just knew this was mm -hmm. the guy. I knew in one meeting of, um, you know, meeting Sandy that this was the guy I was going to marry. I just knew. And it's I don't know how. <laughs> Ask me now, 27 years on, when we're <laughs> probably sick to death of each other, but... Ruckus. <laughs> Avenue Radio. No, that's really good. That obviously supportive husband and like, yeah, like we said, you're re you're representing us so well. And then, so did you find that did Sandeep like? Did you both work together on the business, or was it quite? Because obviously, in your family, it kind of runs in your family because your cousins own like was boohoo and pretty little thing as well. So I know you guys are putting like oh. Manchester on the map, <laughs> Indians on the map. I'm like, like over all the clothing lines. I don't want to see no top shop. I don't see nothing. I just want to see all Asians everywhere. It's about well, they're doing it. They really it's about are. Time. Like, yeah, how exciting! You, know, you always think London's the capital of fashion. But no, if you look at all these businesses and makes me feel super proud of what yeah. they've, you know, achieved and, you know, Mahmood Kamani, he's married to my first cousin mm -hmm. and you know what, their work ethic is unreal. That guy never stops, you know, and just what they've instilled in their, their sons, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. So massively inspires me, you know. I, I learn off other people and that's what I like about meeting, you know, loads of different people and just yeah. learning their journeys. So yeah, it makes me feel super proud and makes me want to work harder and achieve more because, you know, I've seen their journey and honestly, they've got like world domination and hats yeah. off to them. So I'm putting money makes me feel on really proud. I love yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, Northern representation and Asian as well. I, like, I know. Mira's just like, Mira's like, you guys are basically like her prime minister for like, <laughs> <a romantic laughs> she's 
she's like boo-hoo's in the bath, pretty little thing. <laughs> but it's true because it, exactly what you said, it's like people just think, when they think of England, they think of London. Everything happens in London. I think they think of London and, and I do think, you know, we do get stereotyped being Asians and they're like, oh yeah, you know, just market traders. Yeah, yeah. we might have all been glorified market tra- traders in the day. You know, that's how our parents started the businesses mm-hmm. and whatever. But, you know, we're the next generation. We're taking it to the next level. You know, my, my son's 24 and he's got his menswear collection. And, yeah. you know, he'll take it, hopefully, <clears throat> you know, to the that. next level, level. You know, he teaches me. I learn off him. Okay, You know, cool. I'm not great with this whole social media aspect you know, and it's such a driving force to get engagement with your brand. And so yeah. it's learning. And I just love learning off anybody, you know. That's what so we're going to keep doing is learning. Because what is the inspiration behind your, like, clothing brand? Like, how do you stay inspired from collection to collection? Because you've got some really cool oh, yeah. I like it. Do you know what it's all about? you just got to constantly, um, you know, my inspiration when I started the brand years ago was, I had an obsession with um, the supermodels of the 90s, 80s. Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, Kirsty Turlington, all these women, which I just loved because I thought, God, they're powerful. They look amazing. They're glamorous. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, my sort of thing behind Forever Unique. I wanted to create clothing for women so that a woman walked in the room, she was, you know, standout, desirable, she was bold, she was confident. And that's what I think all women should be. Mm. And maybe, you know, that Asian background of seeing, you know, my mum had, you know, a proper arranged marriage. She never even met my dad till the wedding day and choices. And so I don't know. I think all this of our culture and everything just made me think, do you know what? I want to do it for women. Like, I want to create something that just makes that woman, woman, you know, walk in a room and say, yeah, I'm a woman, I'm confident, I'm great, you know, and hey, look at me. <laughs> so that's what it was. So, and I think, how do you keep, you know, coming up with ideas is you just got to keep evolving. You know, I travel a lot, so I learn a lot on my travels, I see mm-hmm. a lot. Um, you know, you you get inspiration from the key catwalks that are running, you know, season on season. My friends inspire me. I just think everything around me, like current climate as yeah, you know, with this pandemic, you know, we we were renowned for glamorous gowns. So Mm. I've had to evolve, you know, I'm doing more separates. I'm doing more, you know, loungewear is the new chic. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) it's, you just got to keep changing with the times and, you know, don't, you know, it's, it's been hard the last three, four months because people come to us for glamorous dresses, but there's no mm. events or places to you go. Know, I mean, what do you do? Put on a dress and then just like walk around your house like I do. Like, well, I, I did. I did that a lot. Yeah, you have. <laughs> it does, but you're right because clothing is so important and how you represent yourself is like, you know, it, it does affect how you feel and it can really empower you, you know, to have a dress that makes you feel sexy, makes you feel glam. So it's so good that you understand, like, it's not just about making money and, like, you know, putting out dresses and people buying it because you're on this big show. Yeah. There just there aren't enough of us out there, whether it comes mm-hmm. to entertainment, you know, fashion. Mm. There just isn't enough Asian women out there. And every person that goes into an industry or into a space and breaks barriers is you're making space for more of us. It's like mm. I've had conversations yeah. with 
um, people like you know, Amira knows like with big brands that like, want to send me like you know a free clothes and this that and the other and I'm like yeah. why don't you have me model like you know why don't you have me as well yeah. on it because I don't see any Asian models it's like mm-hmm. I don't feel there isn't no there isn't so I guess it'd be quite what do you think needs to happen because obviously you've got real um housewives of Cheshire like how did that opportunity yeah. come about and like how did you know how did you decide that yeah you want to come to the show Okay, so I got asked right at the beginning in series one, um, I'm probably out of most of the girls um, that are on that show, or all of the girls, Mm -hmm. I actually have a link Mm -hmm. with every single one of them that's that's been on the show. I went to school with a couple of them. Um, I'm obviously an original Cheshire girl. I've lived here all my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, and obviously having the fashion brand, um, you know, Tanya used to come in and I would always style her for events. So um, Dawn, her daughters and my sons went to school together. So there was, there was a real link. Mm. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I didn't join until series three. Mm. And that was probably because, I'm not going to lie, I was worried as an Asian going into reality TV. Yeah. You know, oh my God, what will yeah. my family think? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how will people perceive the fact that I'm on reality TV? They're not going to respect the, the fact that I'm on there. And then my husband actually said to me, he goes, well, what, what have you got to be fearful of? You're respectful. You've got values. Yeah. You're a great, you know, you've got great work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, you are everything that, you know, young people would inspire to be goes. So do you know what, Seema? Have the confidence. Mm-hmm. Bloody do it. Oh God, yeah. sorry. Swore. No, it's and okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought, do you know what? I, I, I was going to join in series two, but I had a hysterectomy, mm-hmm. so I couldn't join then. Mm-hmm. And by the time series three, they came back to me and I thought, oh, do you know what, Seema? Do it. You know, yeah. I was, uh, it was nearly five years ago, so I was 45 when I joined. And I thought, you know what, this will be something that if it works out and I get to stay on it for some time, it'll be an amazing experience. But more than anything, if I can come on a platform um, and show other Asian women, you know, because I sometimes think, you know, we're seen a certain way or people just think we're, you know, we're not educated or we, yeah. you know, we've not worked hard. And women, like I said before, we should be at home bringing up kids, mm. you know, just making rusty 24-7. No, I've worked bloody really hard and I, I want to show people that, you know, be creative, be passionate, have a goal, yeah. have a goal in life. And at, like it's five years on, I'm still on the show and I'm sure if they hated me that much, they would have got rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm off here doing something, right? I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, no, we love you. We think it's great. <laughs> what do you... What would you say you need to happen to see more of like Asians in reality TV? Because like I hear you. I think it's. I think it's not that they don't want Asians. I think mm. it's Asians yeah. scared to actually come on and you know I'm not going to lie. I'd probably say some of my friends in our community were like, "Oh God, you're on reality. It's so you know reality TV. It's not great, you know." And I was like, "Well, why not? You know what's what's wrong? You know this is." This is such a powerful um, platform, you know, use it to your advantage. If I'm I'm showing, you know, young women out there, not just even Asian women in general, that, Mm -hmm. do you know what, we've come from nothing. We've worked so hard. I'm just a normal person. Every day, you know, we deal with issues. But, you know, if this is a platform, you know, 
I've openly talked about, you know, arranged marriage on there. You know, mm -hmm. I talk about the menopause. Yeah. You know, yeah. The sexual things as Asians we don't talk about because mm -hmm. you know, I went on BBC News with Sani because I, I want, wanted Asians to understand that we don't even speak with our partners about it or, no. you know, it's all seen like, you know, it's all hush hush. Let's not talk about this. But really, we need to educate. I educate my boys. You know, your mum's not lost the plot. Yeah. You know, I'm not just a psycho mum. You know, your mum's not well. You know, I'm, I'm going through a change in my life that, mm -hmm. you know, I need you to understand. So I just think people should not be afraid. You know, if you have that opportunity or you want to put yourself forward, do it. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. for me personally, it's been... Um, an amazing experience. Great we need to get around. seen on TED Talks. Like, every no. we need to be on a stage, like talking to like people because I'm just yeah. usually near a notice. Like when I'm when we're doing the interviews, people can't get a word in Edward. Yeah. I'm just like Chatty Chatterson, and I'm always talking. But today I'm just like, mm -hmm. and then what else should I do with my life? And then what what kind of dress should I be wearing? Yeah, I and how do I get my hair? Like, because you're, yeah, you're so you're so engaging, and it's I, I just can't like stress enough how important it is for someone like you to be on primetime TV. Yeah, because everything you represent is like. Go, you're so right. When we think about reality TV, it's not so much like the opportunities out there and people aren't asking us to go on these shows, but it is because in the community, the number one thing that you think of before you do anything is like, what will my parents say? What will the community mm -hmm. say? You know, we get judged so much. So you have to be so brave and you have to be, so, you know, you have to have some big balls to do something like this and just be on a show and say, listen, I'm going to be talking about menopause. I'm going to be talking about this. I'm going to be talking about that. And it, it, people don't understand how vulnerable it is to be mm -hmm. on a platform or on a TV show. We are ba basically bearing your life and then opening yeah. yourself up to all this criticism. So you have to have really thick skin. So... I know that people will be listening to this show and they'll think, oh my God, you know what? I need to have a conversation with myself like Seema did and say, no, just go out and do it. Yeah. Just go out and do it. And that's why me and Mira even started this, this show because we, we were like, you know, there isn't a platform that young people can kind of come to and that we can talk about arranged marriage, we can talk about relationships, we can talk about gay rights, we can talk about all these things because in our culture it is very hush-hush, let's mm. not discuss things that make us feel, you know, uncomfortable, but we're not going to progress in that way. And you are like a representation, you're like the Beyonce of Indians. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are just like, you are just, you're <laughs> now, I'm telling you. Honestly, you, you it's are, true. You are. Yeah, you are just that independent, fierce woman. I love you it. it. From anybody, you have a heart of gold. You're doing things, and you're mindful of the fact that you, you know, you you are Indian, and what you represent. Like you've got that in your in the back of your mind when you're doing things, which is so Ruckus Avenue Radio. Even when you know I meet with the production team, and I, I'm so mindful of you know, being Asian and I, I'm, I'm a family woman. So when it comes to, they'll say, right, so what's happening this week? And everything I do is revolved around my family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, I say you need to really, you know, well, show and I want to represent everything about my culture. I think I did a Bollywood party in series four, <laughs> you know, which... I got all the housewives to dress up in saris. Love it. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm on reality because, you know, I want to be, you know, I'm not proud of being Indian. I, I'm mm -hmm. super proud of being Asian. 
and being on this platform. And what I'm trying to say to others is, you know, don't be scared of anything. If you get that chance, I am so grateful that I have, um, you know, and I, I'm lucky, you know, my, my so my in-laws initially where they have, <laughs> probably not, but yeah. now it's so hilarious. Mum and she goes, oh, bit I sitting there and seeing everybody, look at my daughter. I know, they, they love it. Asian parents and Asian elders are always the first one to be like, mm-mm, don't do this. But as soon as you are, like on a magazine, look at my daughter, this is my daughter, <laughs> everybody. It's my they're so, so they're so proud like, <laughs> about you when you're doing great things. So it's just so hilarious. But yeah, we we definitely need more seamers in the world. Yeah, we need more. Super seamers. inspiring on that because obviously I know like for like women who are like career orientated and like for myself, I'm single and it can be a struggle to find like a guy who's supportive of like our careers. And, you know, some guys can get... Do you know anyone from Mira? Let us know. Because this is basically why we have this show is finding a man that people don't know. Every episode I'll get my mum on it. I swear to Mira a husband. Yeah, we're trying to get her on. Um, have you seen that Netflix matchmaking show? We're trying to get her on season two. My mum is... <laughs> Sorry, to, we've got to okay. use all the tools we have. You don't need that seamer. You got this anti-seamer. I'll send you her bio data. Yeah. Her. She is slim and trim. And Love she it. likes to cook. But yeah, we'll send you her bio data. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Uh, it can be like, like, what advice would you give to those of us trying to find love? But like, Mira's like, what advice would you give me? Yeah, <laughs> keeping our careers in mind. <laughs> I think like, it shouldn't even be like, you know, oh, you're getting married. Like, you know, will I still have a career or not? You should just have it anyway. And it's all about, you know, I, I like I say, when I met my um, husband for the first time and, you know, it, even when I met my in-laws, the first message I had was, I, I'm going to be working, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to be sat in this house doing household chores, you know. I just think women have the right to have a lifestyle. Um, so, you know, don't don't be afraid of that. And I think, in my opinion, being married or not, that's besides the point. If you want to work, you should be doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and that I was lucky. Both my in-laws worked, and you know, mum was very much of you know the thinking that you know, she she was like, whatever you want to do, you know, you want to work, you don't want to work, just you know, do what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that should be the case. You know, I, I I just could not be with someone that just wanted me to sit in the house twenty four seven. No, you get boring after a while, wouldn't you? Making a curry, love no. it. Great talking advice, there, Seema. Great. No, I, I think we've just got to, you know, y- you work so hard. What's the point? All your childhood, you know, your mum and our parents, especially Asian parents, be a doctor, be a lawyer, <laughs> be this. So we work so bloody hard to do everything. And what for? Just to get married and give it all up? Yeah, no. literally. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you say is like, I need to put this sentence on like Twitter or there needs to yeah. be no. and listen, like, We, we, we understand, like, you know, I get everyone's yeah. cultures and, you know, values mm-hmm. will be different. But, you know, look, we're in plumbing 21st century. If we can't change things now, mm-hmm. you know, when, when are we going to change things? 
It's true. No, I love it. You give really good advice on advice since we're on, since you're giving us such great advice, which I'm loving. Like what tips would you give yeah. to women out there that are looking to start their own businesses, whether it's in fashion or something else? Like where should they begin? Because some can get quite oh. by it. But I hear you on just going ahead and doing it. But for those that are a bit apprehensive. I just, I think when we, you know, me and my, my husband started the business, you know what? It just, you have small goals, you hit those targets you know, it was all about, you know, your, your work ethic. We've worked so hard. Um, you know, be passionate. Whatever your business dream is, mm. be passionate and don't be scared. Because, I mean, over the time of, you know, us two being in the clothing business, like over 20 odd years, yeah. you know, it's not always been great. You know, the last three, four months has been horrific, but we didn't go under. You've just got mm. to evolve. You know, there's always a problem you know, a solution to a problem, you know, don't, don't worry and don't be scared of failing because I've failed a lot, mm -hmm. but it's those failures that have helped me pick myself up and think, do you know what? I'm not going to let it get the better of me. Yeah. Don't be scared of failure. You know, yeah. we've had so many times, you know, as quick as our business grew, you know, we became so complacent and that was, a, you know, we, we actually thought, oh yeah, we've made it and took yeah. our foot off the gas. And, you know, things, you know, I probably wasn't in work as much as I should have been. And, mm. you know, but just don't be scared of those failures because you learn from them. Um, yeah. And you just got to pick yourself up. You know, there is a solution to every problem that's, that's true, out that there, you know. You know, but like I said. Auntie before. Sima saying, girls. Yeah, I love it. You're just such a good advice. Advice. Don't be always worrying about cooking. Carry on working. Yeah. <laughs> I do cook though. I've got to say, I'm a mean cook. Oh, okay. yes, honey. Yes, seems like nobody is coming for me in any department. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got every angle covered. Yeah, you do. Well, I don't know how she's. You're almost fifty, and you look twenty-one. So yeah, not, I'm not following Seema's advice. I, I have lots of grey hairs so. that need dying. No, honey, yeah. listen, it's a, whole, you, it's a whole vibe. Like this. Yeah. I've never known somebody where the screen freezes and they still look so piff and so yes. beautiful. Like, oh, please. Who, whose frozen face looks that hot? I don't understand. But Honestly. Anyway, that, it's, just, it's been so good chatting to you and so good getting all this advice. Mm. And I know that there's going to be a lot of girls that are tuning in that have had maybe some fear factors or, you know, don't know if they should be doing certain things because they're Asian or whatever the case is. And you really have like given us that kind of kick that we need. Mm. And it's almost oh. like, you, I know what it's like for both me and Mira. You have to have those conversations with yourself all the time. Like just mm. do it, just do it, you know, get mm. out of your head. But for somebody, as I said, like that has a platform like you do, which is huge, you're on a yeah. huge show, you're so successful. It's like, you know, I wouldn't expect a lot of people to sit down and give us this time and all this advice. But yeah. you can tell, like, you are so humble. And it's just oh, so, thank you. It's so beautiful to see. So we yeah, honestly talking everything that you do. And we'll be on your Instagram page. We'll be watching the show as per usual. Girls, when this is all over, you should come to Manchester. Come to the showroom. I'll invite oh. you both. I'd love you to come in. Love to. I will do a little. Um, we'll do a social media photo shoot. Us oh, girls. I love oh my it. god, I love it. I'm like totally like. Well, well, I was, we we'll be like the new Destiny's child anyway for her. Um, yeah. Page and stuff. So yeah, we need. You to. know what I was thinking? You know how when I when I always think, oh, I'd love to look like J Lo. 
when I'm in my 50s, but scrap that. I want to look like Seema. Seema, yeah. Like, move over with J-Lo. You're like Northern, from Manchester, Asian. Like, that is hilarious. Like role model. I just had to <laughs> say that. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh, it's wow. true. <laughs> what is next for you, Seema? What, oh. are what do you what, what are you thinking of doing what's your next venture or you do you know to- what I'm I'm literally um evolving massively with Freddie and Eek at the moment because okay, like I said because of the pandemic and everything so I've had to I'm just working super hard on sort of re um structuring the business and um just evolving the designs the collection so that's been quite interesting and fingers crossed it's going to work um so i've I've gone sort of more relaxed with the designs but still keeping that element of freddie unique you know it's still that woman that wants to stand out so yeah working on my collection and um like i say the next series of the housewives and like trying to show people like loads of people contact me and asking me about styling tips yeah so yeah watch this space because i'm hopefully going to collaborate with some great people and yeah hopefully you'll see me out there a bit more styling and making every woman look more glamorous whatever you whatever you're planning on doing my cat basically agrees when she decided to jump on my laptop um (laughs) I don't know if she's got like, she's getting the Holy Spirit or what's going on, but Seema, you're inspiring all of <laughs> Everyone's us. Everyone's Thank you. Empowered. She's just like bouncing off the walls. So <laughs> we just want to thank you for coming on our show. Yeah, thank you so us much. For the Seema wisdom. Like you, you are literally an idol. <laughs> clearly. Um, <laughs> you represent North and you represent just Asian women so beautifully. So we can't wait to just stalk you and just like, you know, watch what you're doing and just watch our world because this is not the last you're hearing of Seema. For those of our listeners that want to follow you on social, if you just want to drop your social handles. Yeah, it's um, Seema Forever Unique mm-hmm. and also I also have Forever Unique Official, so both of them, yeah, please come on and uh, yeah, hopefully I can inspire you more. Yeah, definitely check it out. And yeah, like Jay said, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. No worries. Really enjoyed Thank you ourselves. for having me. Thank you so much. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. 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 It's that time of the show where we dish up the advice. Mira, hit us up with the dilemma of the week, girl. Okay, so our dilemma from off the week is someone that wants to stay anonymous, and I kind of see why when you hear it. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) they basically had a really crappy situationship. It was a while ago, and they're now back on the dating scene. But on but they're saying it's scarred them because they come across guys who seem decent, but at the back of their mind, they're thinking, "Oh, what if they turn out to be a bad guy?" And like, what if they end up in another situationship? Like, they want to know, like, what happened to the days when things weren't complicated and guys actually wanted to be in a relationship? Um, they basically want help on how do they get over this? So any tips from us? Jaya, what would you say? Is this a guy or a girl? This is a girl. Oh, so she's been in a situation mm-hmm. in an entanglement, maybe. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> a new situation. Like, uh, yeah, situation and now they're scared that all men are trash. Mm-hmm. Is that it? 
Yeah, basically. Uh, and how do they get out? Like how when they meet a guy that seems decent, how do they kind of, you know, continue with it without thinking at the back of their mind that they're going to be trash? And end up it's, in so it's so hard, isn't it? Mm. Because I do feel like when you when you go through the dating scene and you have or you're in relationships and things don't go how you want them to, it does affect you and it does affect kind of how you are in relationships moving forward. And that's why I think it's really important to take breaks. Like I don't go, <clears throat> I've never been a serial dater anyway. Like I, there's years and seasons and like all sorts mm-hmm. of things in between people that I date because I feel like it's really important to cleanse yourself from your previous situationships. Like you don't think I'm joking. I literally sage myself. I sage my vagina. <laughs> I sage everything. I have a bath with crystals in it because <clears throat> the same way you would do spring cleaning in your house, why are you not spring cleaning like your spirit? Because when you have relationships, you are a part of you becomes attached to that person. Do you know what I mean? And it's like yeah. you need to have a clean slate when you go into the next situation ship because a lot of the times we carry baggage, we carry mm-hmm. bad experiences and then we basically deflect that onto the, the next person that comes on. Like there's been so many times I've been hurt by someone in 1973 and then I'm taking it out on some guy that I'm dating now. And <clears throat> this is why I think, as I said, it's important to take breaks, mm-hmm. like jump from one relationship to another. If you've had a bad experience, take some time out like wait until you're in a healthy place within yourself and cleanse your vag in the meantime. But this is what <laughs> I have to say about that. I don't know why you're laughing because this is, I actually do this. I love it. Why are you laughing, Mira? You make a valid point. Yes, yes you've got to say to yourself. I yeah, you've got to laughing because why only people say that? <laughs> I pray to God I do the ask and everything. <laughs> you think I'm joking? Like honestly, I know you're not joking. Pray it out, pray it and sage it out, girls. I'm telling you, it works. <laughs> uh, no, I hear you on that. Actually, it is a, it is a. What would you say for normal people that are not weird like me and have two cats and just too much sage in their life? What would you say? Yeah, there ain't nothing weird about that. I'm on the sage as well. I do hear you. I think you do need to like, you need to cleanse yourself, whether you want to sage your vag or whatever, do what you got to do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you burn yourself. That's what I keep thinking of anyway. You don't need to be that close, babe. I don't know what you're doing, literally. (laughs) Um, I think, honestly, I think you're right. I think people need to take a break. Although they have said they've taken a break. I think people need to go for therapy as well. I think after relationships, I highly recommend therapy because I think a lot of us, especially in the South Asian community, we can be quite like, you know, oh, we better not go for therapy. But I think you should. London is, it's a very British thing. Like Americans go to therapy from the, like, when they're five years old. <laughs> but it, in an, England, it's not the culture, is it? Mm, it's true. And I think, I think that's what you need to do, especially if you're finding that you're, even if when you come across a apparently nice guy, then you're still thinking oh what if they're bad I think yeah go for therapy and if that and if you don't want to do that maybe just like google some of the stuff they teach you whether it's just about meditating or you know like cleansing yourself and just I think you've just always got to remember that unfortunately with dating and relationships you're not really going to know what that person's like until you get to know them so you have to just at the back of your mind always think right I'm going to give them a chance you know think positive don't think they're going to turn out to be a douchebag and take it slow with them. You can kind of tell whether a guy's going to be a bit of a douche if he doesn't want to take it slow. So I think 
you know, do it in your own way. Go out for loads of dates. You don't have to like jump into bed with them because usually if they want to wait, then maybe they'll be okay. You never know. I don't know. That's my little theory. <laughs> There's no rule. Like, we're in our 30s and you think, we think we figured it all out. We haven't. Yeah. Like, bad experiences and good experiences. Mm-hmm. But you need to just remember that every experience you are learning and you'll be better for the next one. Like, exactly. it's just... Yeah, this is the gamble that we take with love and with our hearts is that you go into a situation and you say, listen, I'm mm. going to be open-minded. I'm putting my heart in this situation. I'm putting my feelings in this situation. And I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is the most magical and sometimes devastating thing that can mm-hmm. happen because it's the one part of us which is just so vulnerable. But I promise you, with all the bad experiences I've had, all the trash mm. facts, it's like, you know, at this age, I'm like, I wouldn't regret any of it because I learned so much and I wouldn't be yeah. able I think it's all about the learning as well. Yeah. So like go into it and think, yeah, like Jaya says, you just got to go into it, think what you're going to learn and just think positive because unfortunately, if you go into it thinking, oh, what if they're going to do me wrong? You're just never going to get anywhere. So, you know, keep those positive vibes. Stick some affirmations on your wall. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to kiss me right in their day. Trying to kiss me right in their day. Well, that's a wrap. Hit us up on social at Up Your Game Show or email us at upyourgame at ruckersavenueradio.com with all your relationship and dating dilemmas because we want to help you out. We shall see you next Tuesday at the same time on Ruckus Avenue Radio on Dash Radio Exclusive. We are going to leave you guys with some of our favourite tunes to get you ready for a boss ass week. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna hot body, you wanna boot daddy, you wanna Maserati, you better work bitch, you wanna Lamborghini, sit in martinis, look hot in a bikini, you better work bitch, you wanna live fancy, live in a big mansion, party in France, you better work bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. Now get to work,
days, payday Swipe my card, then I do the nae-nae You talking to a late date I want a Kanye, yeah, not a Ray J So that's a no-no I'm a Maybach and use a Vova This combo beat like Dre, ay I already know what you're trying to say
how you feel about this Do what I want, if how I wanna live I worked hard and sacrificed to get what I get Ladies, it ain't easy being independent Question, how'd you like this knowledge that I brought? Bragging on that cash that he gave you as the front If you're gonna brag, make sure it's your money you front Depend on no one else to give you what you want on my Avenue Radio. 